Well, it's good having you out here this morning. Amen. Well, how many people are believing for a miracle? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm believing that God is going to do some miracles this year, even this year. Do you think, I know 2018, I believe it's going to be a year of miracles. And, you know, what is the ingredients of receiving from God? It's, you know, the, the key ingredient to receiving a miracle is what? Can I say, it's faith, yeah, but it's expectation. So it's expectation. So, you know, when, when a mother is pregnant, she's expecting. Say, well, that, see, the pastor knows something, right? And... Um, so it, uh, my question to you this morning, are you expecting anything? Are you expecting more of good or more of bad? <laughs> and I want to expect more of good. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? And I want more good. So we have to, we have to put our expectors on and, um, or our spectacles on. Okay, you, you, you catch up with my humor here. And uh, so we need to do that and uh, put our spectacles on and, and, uh, and see through the lens of God's eyes. Amen. Uh, God is so awesome. You know, we've been talking about miracles and we've been looking at some of the characters of the Christmas story. And uh, we looked at the wise men and, you know, the wise men sought them out. They studied the scriptures. And of course, you know, we need to be wise people, too. We need to be. I'm telling you, my life has radically changed since I started. Now, I haven't always done this, but I started having a morning devotional. And it just, I just started that maybe eight months ago. And it has radically changed my life. Amen. Uh, I thought that, you know, I could just get into the Word when I wanted to. You know, even as a pastor, you know, we can get so busy doing busy work that we're not focused on the Word of God. And the only time sometimes pastors focus on the Word of God is, you know, when they're preparing a message. But that's good, but you also have to have your fellowship time. And sometimes as a, as a minister, we, we get so busy, we can be just like you guys. Busy. Pastor, I'm busy. Well, pastor's going to be busy too. But never get too busy for God. Amen. You have to always put some time in for God. And I have to say, it has radically changed my life. And, um, you know, I've, you know, I'm, I guess today is kind of a confession day. I've never read through the entire Bible. Somebody say, ooh. I, I never, but I've read lots of it. it. Leviticus is kind of difficult. You know, you know it's, you know, it, it, some parts of the Bible, I mean, has anybody ever tried to read Leviticus? God bless you. And you made it through. You have to have a lot of the Holy Ghost to read Levit Leviticus. Amen. And uh, so, so, you know, I love the New Testament, but, but I want to encourage you this year. We, we are setting something on our website, but get a Bible and, and, and start focusing on, on reading. Uh, get a reading program, and it will radically change your life. So these wise men here, they, they sought the scriptures. And what, what God wants to do when we seek the scriptures, he wants to reveal what's going on around us now. You see, a lot of people always, some people talk about the past, what happened in the past. And some people are talking about the future, what God's possibly going to do in the future. But what is happening now? And so what God wants to do, he wants to reveal to us what's happening to us or what's going on with us now. And as we read the scriptures, God can reveal to you signs of the times. 
Anybody know what I'm talking about here? And so number two, uh, we, we talked about being wise. And number two, in, in either being a miracle, because the wise men, they were being a miracle. And so God wants us being miracles or he wants us receiving miracles. And what do I mean by that? God wants to use us to be um, an answered prayer for somebody else. And when we become an answered prayer for somebody else, guess what God's going to do for us? He's going to answer our prayers. See, sometimes we get in this mode thinking, Lord, just give me something. Bless me. Help me with this. But then God, say, then God, God will come back to us. You know, when you start asking him for a need, he may start asking you for a seed. But we don't really think about that. We think, well, you know, God just can do it without. No, no, there's always has to be some type of sacrifice involved in faith. Faith just by itself with no sacrifice. I don't know if that's true faith. Even studying your Bible every day and getting into a routine takes faith. Amen. It takes faith that that 20 minutes that you spend is going to do you some good. Amen. And so it takes faith. So, so, so we, we have to understand this, that, that the wise men had faith. They brought some gifts to Jesus and Mary. And they had their faith that their gift would, would bring about a blessing to, to the Lord. As well as that they knew that that gift would come back. Because they had divine protection in a dream that kept them from going back to Herod. And so, again, what I'm going to say this to you today. I said last week that, that you walking with God learning about what's going on in the signs of the times, God can reveal truth to you and bring you out of any deception. And so really the two key ingredients, that, well, the main ingredient that the devil works on us is deception. And, but, but through deception, the two key um, players in deception is pride and fear. And we got to make sure that we're not in pride and we're not in fear. Amen. We got to make sure we're in faith. So, so number two, we talked about, uh, you know, we talked about the faithfulness uh, and the commitment of, um, of the two that had the baby at, at, at an old age. And that was uh, Zacharias and, and um, uh, Elizabeth. And, and so they, they, they were they, what I call is the faithful people. They were always doing the right things, even though they haven't seen their blessings yet. And some of us are in that mode today. You know, you're praying for your children. You're, you're praying to see some things change. I'm praying to see some things change in my personal life, in my family life, in the church. How many people are praying to see some things changed? But you haven't seen it yet. And so what happens is time will come against us and the enemy will start talking to you and, and start telling you that nothing's going to happen. Your faithfulness is a waste of time. Amen. Have you ever had that talk, that enemy would talk to you? Either the enemy or the inner me. I call it the inner me. Will talk, right, to us and say, you know, it ain't working. You know, I look around here, I think it's a miracle. I come in here, and I, I, get, I get blinded by the lights up here, so I don't see you guys. I think it's, part of that is a lot of grace on God's part that he allowed us to set these lights up. Because if I, if, because Pastors will sometimes focus more on the empty seats than on the seats that are filled. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so we don't want to, let me just say it this way, we don't want to focus on what we 
what we don't have right yet, but what we want to focus on what we do have and keep thanking God that it's going to get better. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to get better. Look at your other neighbor and say, it is getting better. That's more faith. Amen. And so we, 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 we understand that they were faithful and they did good things, but they weren't under the curse because, because the Bible says that they were upright before God. So, you know, you may look at a person sometimes and, and it looks like all hell is breaking loose against them. And it may not be because they sowed bad seed. You know, sometimes we think they're reaping what they sowed. You know, they must have done something bad. And then of course, you know, the world will say, karma, they did something bad in their last life. <laughs> they're going to end up coming back as a worm in their next life. You know, thank you for that laughter. I'm glad I got my, my Ed McMahon over here. Hallelujah. The rest of you are like, where is he going with this message? You know? So anyway, what am I talking about? I'm talking about that, that you can be faithfully doing the call. And a lot of times when we're faithfully doing the call, um, what, uh, what happens is the enemy is going to try to slow us down. Okay. This is, is, see, see, the devil doesn't mind you doing nothing for God. Because he doesn't, have to, he doesn't have to throw any roadblocks against nothing. You know, he doesn't have to stop nothing. It's just that when you start moving and you make a decree that you're going to start moving and moving forward in the things of God, that's when he's going to start to hinder. And that's the reason why sometimes when you get, start trying to get prayer in your life, you start trying to do things and try and get right with God, get on a higher plane with God, sometimes things in your family life tend to get worse. And you're like, it wasn't like this before. I mean, I, it, I, everything was good when I was watching Gunsmoke every night. And, you know, but see, but when you're, when you're endeavoring, see, the devil will never fight you where you're at. He will fight you where you can be. He, he doesn't mind you being at a stand. I mean, how many people are tired of being at a standstill? I don't want to be standing still. I don't want to just be coasting. I want to be pressing. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I think now is a time with Exceed Life Church where now it, it, the timing with Jesus coming back sooner. And there's not a lot of time. Amen. And God has been moving on me and revealing some truth in me. And, and just recently when we got the news, of, you know, and some would call it bad news about the Pembroke Manor, you know, wanting to increase our lease uh, rent or our rent payment um, and, and triple it. Actually, that was the best news that ever happened to me. And really, I think to, to the church, because that enabled me to 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 reflect what's what's going on. It, it was I call it it's a wake up call. And because I'm saying, OK, why is this happening? Some people say, well, because the pastor's not doing right, you know. That's why everything. No, it's no, it's because I started doing some right things. See, we can live our life thinking that we're okay, but we're really not okay. We're we're, we're just we're just surviving instead of thriving, and and some of us are just surviving in here. You're just trying to make it to the next Sunday, but God want, doesn't want you just surviving. He wants you thriving. But when you start pressing in and trying to do more for God. The, you become a target for the for the devil, and he will send out um, he will send out his ministers. 
amen, which is, you know, his demonic spirits that will come and try to attack ministers. Amen. Do you think ministers get attacked? Amen. We get attacked. Amen. And I know this because I've been praying about it. And to tell you the truth, I've been under a spiritual attack since we started moving forward. And um, it's, it's been a very, it's, a, it's been a good fight of faith. God's been exposing some things of the enemy, but he's also been exposing some things that I need to do different than what I've been doing presently. And, he's, and this is one thing that I've been praying, and I've been praying that God would reveal truth to me and expose any deception in my life. The problem with that prayer is that you've got to be ready to change. Because if you're not ready to change, that God won't tell you what you need to change because he knows your heart and you're not ready to move forward. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? If you're not ready, see, see, change is hard because we're people of habit. We're creatures of habit. And when we get used to doing something a certain way, and it tends to be working, if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? But if you're not thriving in that, then you might need, what, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same things over again and try to expect a different result. Insanity. And so what, what as, as Exceed Life Church, we're actually, we're moving. God wants to move us to a higher level because I believe there's a great calling on this church. And you got to believe that too. There's a great calling on, on this church. There's a great calling on the anointing that God has placed on this church. And he wants us going higher in him. Can I get an Amen. So I, I, I'm going to say this, that the enemy is not just attacking me. He's attacking some really good people in our church. Amen. And I'm talking about he's trying to destroy relationships. Amen. And we have a family right now that's under spiritual attack. And it looks like they're trying to, that the marriage is under attack. And the enemy's trying to work against that marriage. Not talking about Yen and I. We're solid. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We're like peanut butter and jelly. We go together. Amen. So we're solid. We're not talking about, but there are some strong members in the church that are fighting for their lives Amen. in their relationships. And to tell you the truth, I'm in, I'm in a place in my life where I am fighting for my life to advance this church to the next level. And the devil knows that. And he's been putting a lot of pressure on me. Um, and so I've been under a lot of pressure. And anytime you're in change or in a change mode or even trying to get land, like we're believing for land in a building, um, the devil doesn't want to give up that easy. And he's going to do everything he can. Or you hear what I'm saying to you today? To discourage you or to, or to work through other people. God can work. Everybody thinks, well, if God's in it, it's going to happen. Not necessarily so. There's some things we have to do. If God tells us to do something and we don't follow through on what we're supposed to do, then God can't do what he's supposed to do. Amen. Does that make sense? Yes. And so we have to do, you know, what, what God, you know, just like the, the wise men, they did what God wanted them to do. And then they had a dream not to go back to Herod. They had their lives protected. And some of us in here, we're, we're, our lives are hanging in a balance. We're, we're really on a tightrope. And we got to get fully engaged in God. And I'm going to say this because this is kind of confession. You know, I, I like to preach and confess at the same time. Amen. And um, I haven't been doing everything right. And I know that. But, uh, but I didn't know the things that I was. It wasn't what I wasn't doing right. It was the things that I wasn't doing. Well, it wasn't the things that I was doing wrong. It was the things that I wasn't doing right. In other words, I needed to be more 
focus and be about the Father's business during the week. And so the Lord revealed to me that I need to be more um, evangelistic, reaching out to people. Um, you know, you know uh, even as there's a scripture that talks about in the scriptures, Paul is writing to Timothy and he, and he actually says to Timothy, and Timothy's a pastor. And, you know, uh, he said, do the work of an evangelist. Did you know that, that he wrote that? To, but Timothy's a pastor. Yeah, but he told him to do the work of an evangelist. Well, that's not my job. I'm a pastor. I'm supposed to pastor. This. No, if, no, your job is to do whatever needs to be done to build the body of Christ. Amen. And so if it's, if it's to do the work of an evangelist, we need, I need to do the work of an evangelist. And by the way, I, I realized something. I'm pretty good at it. God. <laughs> that's a gift. I have a gift to talking to people. I have a sense of humor that you guys love. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, and, and you guys can receive. So, so I have a gift, and I didn't realize this. And when I found that out just the other day, I couldn't believe it. Within a time frame of two hours I was out, I ministered to four people in two hours. Four or five people. It didn't take long. It was just, just doing, I had to do some errands. But I, I, I put God... I put, and I didn't just invite people to church. I talked about Jesus. Amen. Now, there is a place of inviting them, but talk about Jesus first. Amen. Because he's the reason Amen. for the season. He's the reason for our liberty. Yes, and so I, I, found, I said, wow. I said, and that was exhilarating. I got exhilarated. And, you know, what the Lord revealed to me, he says, see, any of you ever kind of wonder, I know you gave your hearts to the Lord. Have you ever wondered if you're saved? In here, like, like, I know I gave my life to the Lord, but I don't really feel saved. We know it's not based on a feeling, it's based on faith, but, and it's based on scripture. But sometimes you just don't feel, sometimes the enemy will taunt you and make you think that you're not. Anybody out there like that? Amen. And what the Lord revealed to me is, is, is that salvation comes from having hope. And hope is the anchor of our souls. And so hope is the foundational key uh, um, that you need to, to, to know that you're saved. A hope in Jesus. Amen. Hope it anchors you down. It won't, it, it will keep you steady. And so a lot of times when we're not doing the work of the Lord, and you know, yes, we come to church on Sundays, and that's great. You're probably doing a lot better than a lot of people, a lot of Christians that, that aren't going to church. But but it's more than that. You have to, we have to continue to move forward and, and reach people for God. And this is what the Lord's been revealing to me. And I remember we used to go out knocking on doors. How many people remember that? I, I see Letty over there, Tony, and, um, you know, uh, Michael. And we used to go out. And I remember when we knocked on doors, uh, after that, it was like maybe an hour's worth. Of, but I felt so much joy. I don't know if, if anybody else can. Letty, can you attest to that? I just felt like great. I just, it was like, like peace and joy was coming down on me. And I thought we did something. And that means that, you know, you have purpose. Each one of you have purpose. And when you witness, and I know there's other people doing that, but when you witness the goodness of Jesus and talk about Jesus, not just the church per se, but Jesus, um, you know, we're, we're lifting him up. And the Bible says that he will draw all men to himself. So as we lift Jesus up, what, what happens is we, in a sense, get lifted up, not in pride, hopefully, but in hope. And so what the enemy will, will constantly work against each one of us is in our hope. 
And he wants to take that away from us. If he can steal that, how does he do that? Well, he, he does it in a way if he can keep us too busy and he doesn't allow, and we, we get in this frame of mind that it's just our world that we're in and, no, and we're in our own little bubble and we got to do our own little thing and we can't see past our own bubble. People walking past and forth. You know, like I said, there's a miracle passing us everywhere. There's an opportunity to minister to somebody. And this is how this church is going to grow. It's not going to grow. I don't believe it's going to grow by God just drawing the people in. No, we got to be going out there doing random acts of kindness, praying for people, doing good, healing those that are oppressed. Amen. Like Jesus, you guys are anointed. Amen. Amen. And you guys, hopefully you have a testimony. And that's how the church is going to grow. And, and that's how we're going to keep our hope intact. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And I haven't been doing that like I, I could be. I, 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 I just really started getting focused because I kind of came in a, you ever get to a point where you just settle in and it's just comfortable? It's like, well, it's working. The money's still coming in. Everything's working. But I got to a point where I wasn't moving forward. And the Lord revealed to me that as with a calling on my life, I have to continue to move forward or um, um, things that I desire or want to, to happen in the ministry won't happen. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? This is kind of like a pastoral talk to you guys. I mean, you guys are around the round table with me right now. And so, and so again, some of you are in a place and you're in probably the same place I am. God is revealing to me that we need to move. You, I need to start moving forward, which means I need to start changing some things that I do. And, and I need to start implementing some things. And so, so that's my prayer. Lord, reveal to me areas that I need to cut off and areas that I need to embrace. But when you're used to doing things a certain way, it, it's hard to cut things off. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Can, you know, for instance, you know, I, I drink a lot of coffee. No, Pastor, you don't drink coffee. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I drink coffee. I realize I, I, I enjoy coffee. It's almost an idol to me, right? But we're going on a 21-day fast. And one of the things that I'm going to fast is coffee. And, that, and, that, and it's like, oh, man, coffee. After about first three days without coffee, I mean, I, I have headaches the first three days. But after three days, I'm fine. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You, some of you may not be the coffee drinkers out here. But there's other things that the Lord's been revealing to me that I need to, um, that I need to abstain from. And one of the things is um, electronics. You know, um, I, I've been in, in a battle in times of, of my ministry life, even before my ministry, a battle uh, against uh, the Internet porn demon. And, you know, this is very prevalent in the church. And a lot of people don't want to talk about this. But I, they say, I don't know what they, I don't have the odds on it. But there's like high numbers. I don't know, it may be 50% of people that's addicted to this stuff. Why are they? Because they're, because they're trying to look for life or they're trying to, the enemy's working on them and trying to draw them into this. And then, then they get spirits on them that will push them into it and they go deeper and darker and then they go off the deep end. Okay, so I, you know, you know, you know, Clint Eastwood said, man's got to know his limitations. I don't know if you heard Clint Eastwood said that. I used to watch a lot of movies. But you, in other words, uh, there's a proverb that says, know thyself. And you have to know yourself. You have to know your weaknesses. 
And if you, you know, the devil knows your weaknesses sometimes better than you. And you have to know, you know, how, you know what you can do and what you can't do. And you don't want to fall under that type of demonic um, demon that will push in that. And so through the process of my tenure as a pastor, I, I, I've been battling that. Okay. And so, and so God is revealing to me. Now, I'm not in that right now. Thank God. But I'm, I, I'm delivered from that. But the thing is, it's still a possibility that I could fall under that. So, so whatever you do, say if you're, if you're a, a recovering alcoholic, you, it, it, you, know, you don't want to have beer in your refrigerator. You could, already, you could be delivered from it, but why even have the temptation? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You don't want the temptation there because... The enemy might press, it might be that one day that, that, that all hell's breaking loose. And you would say, oh man, I need to pop open that beer. And then you end up the second and the third. And you get in the car, I got to go to, the, I gotta go to the, uh, the club and go drink another one. And, and you get in a car accident and you kill yourself or kill somebody else. The devil's going to try to use anything he can. So you have to know yourself. And so I, I know myself. I said, no, I'm good. But I use electronics for de- de- preparing. Uh, look what I have out here, up here today. This is called the new Pastor Dave. No iPhone, no iPad. The new Pastor Dave. I'm going old school. Now, the reason why I'm going old school is because even though I'm strong right now in my stance against pornography, I'm strong with that. It's still a possibility that I could slip. I could fall. But why do I want to put that, the, 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 the temptation, or even getting on social media? Can I give you an example? Because the Lord's been revealing to me, you need, you need to get rid of your iPhone. You need to get rid of your iPad. You just need to go old school. And I said, Lord, that's like cutting off my right arm. Yeah, yeah it is. And, and my, my daughter said this to me. She said to me, and, oh, man, God will speak through children. Amen. And now I'm good. I'm strong. I'm, I'm not in it. This reason why I'm talking to you today and I have the courage to talk to you about that is because I'm not in it. I'm not doing that. I'm doing, as far as I know, I'm really, I started doing everything right three weeks ago. As in, I started talking to people about the Lord. I started searching for, for another building or another place. I started thinking about praying more for people. I started implementing more things. And now the Lord said, you're alive now. Now you're moving. Now you're doing something. Now we, I am doing something, but my daughter said this, Dad, all you do is you're on your iPhone and you're in your room and you, you're on your iPhone, on your room, because I have the Bible app and all that and I could, and I could, you know, the Bible app, I have Google, I could search, a, uh, I could get a definition of a word. It's all intertwined in that. She says, all you do is do that and preach. And I said, wow. I said, all I do. All you do, you're on, anybody know what I'm talking about? And then I walk into a place yesterday and my eyes are open. Everybody had an iPhone. Everybody was doing this deal. And, or, or not an iPhone, a smartphone. And they're all, you know, and I'm thinking, is this the way the world has become? <laughs> And I said, I, and you know, I, there was a song that I started, that the Lord really gave me. It's, I want to be different. Amen. I don't want to be the same. Amen. I don't want to be stuck in the same pattern. Amen. 
I don't want to be stuck in the same thing. I don't want, I want this church to advance. Amen. I don't want to be stuck anymore. Amen. I'm willing to change. Amen. I'm willing to go old school. Amen. But it's like cutting off my right arm because I'm like, oh, God. And, and the Lord revealed to me, it's a, it's a life and death matter to me. Because I've, I, I've done all my chances on that, the grace thing. This is it. I can't go back or it's curtains for me. It's not just curtains for my ministry. It may be curtains for my spiritual life where I end up. And I want to be in heaven and not hell. And some of you thinking, oh, no, no. No, there are final calls. And God's revealing to me, you got a final call. I said, Lord, why are you telling me this? Because your life is so important, he said. He said, you're, 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 there's so many people that need to be touched. And if I don't fulfill my call, people will go to hell. Some of you might be lost. And I'll be held accountable for it. It's not just about me. Amen. It's not about me. It's, a, it's about the harvest. It's about your welfare. It's about your protection. I'm here to protect your souls. I'm here to cover you. And if I'm knocked out because of some stupid sin, then some of you may lose it. One of my prayers was, and because I knew I had that potential, because I have this, my personality makeup, I like to give it 100% whatever I do. If I'm in the gym, you know, I was working out, ah, ah, and they said, what are you doing, man? I'm giving it everything I got in the gym. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I just don't go in the gym and say, oh, here's a couple weights. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm done, you know, look in the mirror. No, I'm in there, I'm pumping iron. Do anybody know what I'm talking about? Whatever I'm doing, I give 110%. If I'm preaching, I give my best, my 100% to you guys, 110. I put it in and I try to get it out. And, and that, but that's a problem in sin also. Because if, I'm, I, if, I'm, if I go with sin, I'll give it 100%, 110. I take it all the way to the nth degree. So you got to know yourself. Because I, you have an addictive personality? No. But, uh, but I'm passionate whatever I get involved in. And we got to be careful with that. So, so you're, 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 you're seeing the new Pastor Dave now. Because now I understand that not only my life is held in the balance, but your lives are held in the balance as well. If I don't fulfill my call to take care of you guys. Amen. So we we gotta we gotta come to terms with that and 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 I and there's a, a fine couple in the church and the enemies they 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 you know because of work and all that the enemies been keeping them out of church and now you know this person's health is is his life might be hanging in a balance we need to pray for him their marriage is 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 very strained and um and see when we when we when we're not consistent. And we're not faithful in doing the right things. Um, the enemy will come, and he will try. We we'll get out from under the divine protection of God, and the enemy come, and he can take us down. Amen. You say, "No, I no, he can't. You can't take me down, Pastor. You better think again. You think you got a strong mind? You think you can handle some demonic oppression? 
You better, you better not be saying anything like that because the demons are real. They're keeping a lot of people from going to church. We are in a warfare. This is a fight. It is a battle every day. But listen, you can, start, you, can walk, you can start walking in the winning zone, I like to say, instead of the average zone or the zone that you're not moving anywhere. God expects his people to grow. Amen. He expects his people to bear fruit. Yes. Remember the, the, uh, uh, the, the, you know, Jesus gave the parable about, about the, the one tree that wasn't bearing fruit. And, and the farmer said, should we dig it up? He said, no, give it one more year. Plan around and give it more time. God is giving us more time. God has given me more time. And some of you that's on the edge, he's, he's saying to you, I'm giving you some more time. Take this message to heart. Because some of your lives aren't where it needs to be. Like my life. And we need to move forward in the things of God. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we're going to pray for this couple, and there are people here that's been under spiritual attack. I know because I talk to them, and I minister to them. And I'm telling you, they're under spiritual attack. Demonic spirits are hitting them. They're speaking to them in their minds. They're, 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 they know it's not their thoughts. They, they, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And, and they don't know how to combat it. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But, but there is a power in the name of Jesus that can break every bondage, that can break every curse. But even though we have that power, we still got to keep walking before God. We got to still keep doing the right things. We got to keep moving forward in the things of God. As a pastor, I cannot stay still. I got to keep moving. And, and, and you're looking at the new Pastor Dave Lambert today. Because I'm not going to allow, you know, something like an iPhone or an iPad or anything like that. You know, my instructions is I'm not even, I'm not even, man, I can't even get on a computer right now. Not because I'm stuck in that, because I'm out of it, but the enemy can just the right time. And it only takes one time, one drink for somebody that's an alcoholic and you can kill your life. Just one time. It doesn't have to be a multiple time. See, at the very beginning, you have grace, but your grace can run out. And I'm preaching today and you don't want your grace running out. You don't want that final call because there will be sometimes and you may not believe. Oh, final call. Then, you know, because the the devil, the, the Holy Spirit will not announce when he leaves. Can I give you an example on that? When you had, um, well, even King Saul, but when you have, um, who was that guy that was strong? In the, oh, Samson. When Samson, he was brought up as a judge, and uh, he wasn't supposed to drink any wine or cut his hair, and um, he, he, he grew up, you know, to, to be pure, and, but he was dating the people outside, the, the, you know, Delilah. And so know this, that, that when he got his hair cut off, he didn't realize the spirit of the anointing of God left him. And he tried to shake himself. Can I get out of my seat? He tried to shake himself. And guess what? Nothing happened. And guess what happened to him? He got his eyes poked out. He ended up becoming a prisoner. 
Amen. But you know what? Even though some of us are bound up today, some of us are fighting some things today, even in your prison, you could still call upon the name of God. Call upon the name of Jesus. And he did that. Samson was there. He was being ridiculed and mocked. He was between two pillars. And he started saying, oh, God, allow me. Just give me the grace one more time and I'll make it up. And so, you know what? I'm telling you, he, he, he put his hands on those pillars. I don't know if you know the story. And he was able to push those pillars apart. Amen. By the anointing of God, God gave it to him one more time. I'm going to say this. God can give it to you one more time. God can give you grace one more time. God can do it one more time. But just call upon his name and then start moving. See, with him, you know, the Bible says with him, he killed more Philistines. He was brought up to take care. The Philistines were always harassing the Israelites. He was brought up to keep the Philistines from harassing the, uh, the Israelites as much as they were doing. So he, would, he, would, he was brought up to take them out. And he and said that he killed more Philistines in his death than in his entire life. So I'm going to say this. Even though your life may not have started out good, even though you may not be doing too well right now, God can turn it around. God can turn your situation around. And he can use what the devil means for harm for your good. Do you believe that today? You believe that today? So we're going we're gonna, to, you know, I'm closing out now. And, um, but... I'm going to ask each one of you to start praying for Pastor David. I need your prayers. I know I come up here and I look good, you know, but um, we're all fighting our battles. And, you know, Jesus needed his three inner disciples, his inner circle disciples when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he, and he woke Peter up. He said, why did you go to sleep? I need you. I need you. And he went out and he prayed. He said, come pray. Come pray. Jesus was bidding his three inner circle disciples to pray. We need each other. Amen. I need your prayers. Yes, yes, I, what I want you to pray is that God will keep me in perfect peace. I'm asking you to do that. I'm going to pray the same. I've been praying prayers over each one of you. And so I want to encourage you. To pray that God will keep pastor in perfect, because it's going to take perfect peace to encounter, to encounter all the good things that God wants to do. Do you know more people means can be more problems? Do you know that? I'm like, God, bring it on. Bring all the people. Are you sure about that, pastor? Can you handle the little people here and not be stressed out? Uh, I think I can. Yeah, no, no, God's trying to get me into a peace zone that, 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 I, that I believe God's going to bring thousands of people in this place. But he can't do it unless I'm walking in peace. And that's the reason why I'm going old school. Are you here? I'm an old school pastor now. Amen. Somebody say old school. Nothing wrong with old school. I'm going to get a T-shirt. Old school band. Old school pastor. And Father, for those that are dealing with spirits, Father, dealing with anxieties, dealing with fears, Father, we lift them up to you today. Those that are in our church, those that are on almost on the edge, pull them back, Lord. Open their eyes. Give them a wake-up call. Father God, and I thank you that you're moving by your spirit. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. We declare this church is free in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. For those, are we still online? Facebook? We're still good. 
for all you Facebook buddies out there. Amen. Maybe, maybe you're not walking with God. I'm going to say time is running out and you need to walk with God. And this is the day of salvation. So if you're not fully engaged with God, even you might be some Christians out there watching. Same thing in here in this audience. You've got to get sold out to God. Say this prayer after me and me in your heart. Say this. Dear God, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, from this day forward, I'm making you the Lord of my life. I'm not going to ever turn back to those things that would destroy me and others. And I'm moving forward in you by your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.